Hello and welcome to the 19th episode of the NHL Podcast. My name is Safir, joined by my co-host Rahil and a very special guest. His name is David Roebuck, a.k.a. Junior Pants. Dave, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing? Yeah, thanks for having me. Doing pretty good. How are you guys? Pretty good. I have to admit, when Safir was like, listen, we got Junior Pens in for an episode, I got so excited and because of one reason only. Don't remember what NHL it was. I just remember going on Twitch and watching this guy's stream, and I was just like, oh my goodness, D2D schools are <laughs> a real thing. So Dave, I'm going to ask you a little bit just kind of about how you got into Chell, how you discovered this D2D meta that works for apparently only you, because I... It doesn't matter what NHL it is, guys. When I try it, literally my guys are firing three feet wide of the net. They're hitting their own players. It is a mess. So give us a little bit into it, Dave. Yeah, so i um, been playing hockey since the age of six. Um, been a big gamer the whole time. So ho- hockey, uh, NHL is always one of my go-tos just because it kind of crossed the two between each other. Um, played a lot of 13 and 14 competitively. Uh, took three years off, but right before 18 came out, started to play 17 a bit. Trying to figure out the game, a um, couple year gap there. Uh, how it came about, I remember because I was trying to figure out how to like learn a new game. Mm-hmm. And there was a guy I used to watch on YouTube, his name was No Sleeves 12. And a <laughs> couple tips I got from there, can't remember if it was a D2D from him or if it was just figured out in the game, but that was kind of when I saw it. And just every year it's been going with it since, which 23 it was more of a catch and shoot. It was a lot tougher, but mm-hmm. always try to have it as a go to. That is absolutely awesome. Like, like I said, like Safir, you have firsthand experience of uh, this D2D nightmare you go up against, don't you? <laughs> Dude, it, it's, uh, I just got PTSD flashbacks. Like every time I think about Junior Pants and his D2Ds, they never pleasant memories, that's for sure. Um, and yeah, I have to say, those D2Ds definitely carried you in the NHL 2018 World uh, Gaming Championships. Uh, you were the runner-up, correct? Yeah. Right behind Eke. Yeah, yeah so I had a lot of them that <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah, you did. I, I remember your series against Brand as well. So. Um, but yeah, um, you know, in terms of how I met Junior Pens, it's really funny. So he mentioned started playing the game competitively in NHL 13, 14. That was my first year playing the game online. Um, and I think at the time I was like rank 200 something. You know, it wasn't I wasn't super serious with the game. I randomly matched up with Junior Pens 91, and I knew from looking at the versus leaderboards he was ranked like one to five throughout the year. So I was like pretty nervous. I was like, oh my god, it's a top five player. So he beats me pretty good, like four to two, five to two, something like that. I was like, whatever, that was not a fun experience. But then he messages me. And then he's like, hey man, good game. Like, you're actually pretty good. You got a lot of like potential, you know, we gotta keep playing. And at the time I kept thinking to myself, this guy is trying to take advantage of me because <laughs> he's trying to get those free wins and free points to get to rank one. I was like, of course, of course, I'm like, I'm being used. But no, he actually turned out to be right. I, I, I finished the year rank seven myself. So hey, shout out to, to Junior Pants. He actually helped me out that first year. So yeah, no, and, and me personally, I'm, I'm very glad to, to meet him, you know, after 10 years. So it's, yeah, it's awesome having you and it's uh, awesome hearing your story as well. That is a awesome story. I actually, I think, I think Sabir's told me this. I wasn't 100% sure though if that was the story or not. But like, I love that because all the messages I get are just like, Lamau, you're so bad when I went like 5-1 <laughs> and like, they're like, you're just scoring glitch goals. I'm like, buddy, I'm, ju- I'm, I'm just trying to score the game. Or like, I get beat really bad and they're just like, what? Was your little brother playing or something <laughs> like that? Yeah, I don't get the good experiences that Safira gets. But listen, guys, it's finally out. Well, it's not out yet, but we know about NHL 24 right now. Um, for, you know, from the articles we've written, by the way, if you haven't watched, read them, go read them. But from everything that we've kind of seen, the community seems a little bit more optimistic than usual. I think a lot of people are more excited. Um, I want to ask you guys about this exhaust engine system, and we'll start with Safira. 
How different is this game going to feel from NHL 23? And how, quote unquote, meta is being able to use this system going to be? Because for someone like Junior Benz, who thrives off, you know, maintaining that pressure and getting those DD shots off, I'd be scared to go up to, against him with this little pressure system going on. Listen, I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. You know, after hearing about the exhaust engine, the first competitive player you got to think of is Junior Pence. I mean, so the, the, the system is designed to emulate, like, the authenticity of, like, pressure-filled hockey moments. So, um, you know, you have the sustained pressure and the goalie fatigue system. The sustained pressure system, there's a meter that fills up, and you can fill that up by puck possession, hits, and shots on goal, the two things that he loves to do. <laughs> so once you activate full pressure, you get like increase in passing speed um, and and accuracy, mm -hmm. while the opposition kind of slows down. And at that point, in combination with the goal fatigue system, you want to start ripping shots from everywhere. Um, so yeah, it's it's going to be a new meta. It's designed to promote creativity and just shots on on net. And Dave, I'm really curious to hear about your thoughts on this engine. Yeah, so uh, have to see when I get my hands on to play it, but definitely sounds interesting. Uh, the one thing that comes to mind is throw some pucks on that, see how the fatigue works and everything. And maybe when that meter fills up, goalie's tired, maybe rip one from out the points, just see what happens. I'm, I, I can picture it right now. I'm just picturing like I'm playing and I somehow match up against Junior Pens early in the year because I will never be in, like in the top divisions or anything. And like, I just see that meter get filled and I can just imagine the like, panic you get when your goalie starts sliding one way and Penn just throws it back to the point and you know it's coming oh and you God. try and stop it but you can't stop it. I have to admit though from, because uh, Safir and I got to uh, like watch uh, the, uh, I guess it was like the media preview kind of yeah. thing about uh, NHL 24. The one thing I was a little concerned about personally with this um, system is going to be when the actual goalies get fatigued, is it going to like, look like are they going to be sitting on their side for three seconds is it going to be a second and a half and i think that's going to be a really critical like component i don't know what you guys think about that but like i think they need to find that balance of like okay he's tired but he's not like this peewee goalie who's just laying on his right. side trying to make saves like this because i remember doing that when i played ball <laughs> hockey so like dave do you think like it's going to become too like, do you think it's going to start off too overpowered, too underpowered? Are you a little concerned about, like, when you're playing defense, how that's going to come into effect? So, I think it might be a little more than what we want initially. But I also think that we need time to see how it is. Because it seems like when there's new features, a lot of people will complain. Mm -hmm. And I know in the past, like, EA makes a change real quick where it's been, like, three days. Then again, the last two years haven't really been patches. But with how much that's been coming out this year... I feel like they're gonna have to do it again, but I think they should give it like the first three weeks to a month just to see, give people time to adjust to everything, get some feedback, and then maybe make a tuner. Yeah, that's gonna be interesting, I think. And Safir, like, are, are you are you like are you gonna take it? Are you gonna shift your gameplay with this? Are you gonna like like how are you gonna kind of adapt to this? I love that question because man, like if you look at the core meta approaches in NHL gaming. Um, at least especially in the competitive side of things, you, you have players kind of going for those predictable two to four set plays, you know, those guaranteed grade A scoring chances, whether it's the back door um, or in NHL 23 shooting like blocker side from a specific area uh, on the high slot or like baiting a defenseman one way and then wrapping the puck the other way. Uh, the other way the gameplay got really tedious and boring so i'm glad that you know what not just for myself for everybody it's 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 such a mental reset and yeah. it's gonna fo like force players to play so much more differently than they they're perhaps used to which is why i feel like nhl 24 might be more based on like high hockey iq and actually you know setting up plays 
Um, and so the players who have traditionally been able to move the puck around really quickly, throw shots on that, I think are in an advantageous spot to begin uh, the, the competitive year. But I'm very curious to see how people adjust throughout, it's for sure. It's going to be interesting, and especially as like you know, like an LG defenseman for myself, like it was always when I got the puck at the point, it was always shoot on net, go for a tip from one of the from the center, or kind of like try and pivot, create space, look for a passing lane. But like you know, a little bit of a caveat into this is when we're trying to build this uh, pressure meter in the offensive zone. And I'm a defenseman, I have the puck, I can't LT anymore, or I can't L2 right, anymore. Yeah. So I can't do those nice pivots where you go around the defender and then find an opening. But I also don't, don't want to shoot the puck on net. So I think for like, especially like LG players, it's going to be a lot more, like you mentioned, of that realistic NHL where it's like, if a winger gets the puck on the boards, instead of like trying to cut to the front of the net and shoot like you normally would now with close quarters, you might work the puck around a little bit more just to build that extra second or two of the pressure system up. And then, I mean, who knows from there, but it's going to be interesting, I think, Zafir. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm actually curious to hear your thoughts, Dave, about the LT meta being gone. What do you think about that? So that's something I've done a lot of work on, but, I mean, for mixing it up, go more from a realism standpoint, I'm all for it. So yeah. we'll see how it goes. Definitely another adjustment there. Yeah. I think it's going to be a learning curve with, like, the new Deke system. And I'll kind of we'll kind of get Sapir to talk about that a little bit here because I know he had some questions on it. But like instead of those like L two pivots and stuff like that, it's going to be more about knowing when to pull off like the between the right, legs yeah, deke, yeah. between doing the windmill deke. Like I feel like it's going to come back to that like 13, 14, 15. Like if you time those dekes right, you really burned a defender. Yeah. I think that's where it's going to get interesting. Yeah, I think that the success rates to pull off those dekes are a lot higher now. But I'm pretty sure. I mean, uh, don't I can't confirm this yet, but they might be working on like you know 100% success rate on those deeks, uh, you know, for as long as there's no interruption from the defensive end. So I'm really curious that I'm glad that they're doing something like that because you know like like we both like we all know the LT meta is going to be gone. Um, uh, and it's a great segue really to talk about the controller settings. So first of all, I just have to make it clear that I've been playing on hybrid the last two years. And so hybrid being <laughs> shocking, I know. What? <laughs> yeah, is this I, why I'm bad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've switched away. Uh, yeah, I, I switched to hybrid. I don't know, it's just pressing X to pass just felt more seamless for me as opposed to pressing the triggers. I don't know, but it it sounds like hybrid might be gone and initial 94 controls might be gone. So they have skill stick and total control. So with the touch of a button, you can pull off these insane moves like the Michigan, for example. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about that, but to your point, it might be, you know, the timing, the positioning, all of that might matter as well. What do you think? We'll have to see how that Yeah. I've just been just like the straightforward controls. Um, one thing with me though is I'm like big on the paddles with the controller I have. Oh, I yeah. always use the left <laughs> one to sprint. The right one's kind of been open. I've been just using as X to like protect the puck with LT, but with that being gone, um, might leave it open to see if there's anything that might work better for me. Right, because you use a scuff controller, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have I have the PlayStation one now, but like I've always used one because right. I just like using like that left paddle to sprint instead of like pushing on the That's smart. That, um, left joystick. I may have to get. I, I may have to. Just, <laughs> I'm like learning all these new controller things. I'm gonna have to switch it up completely. For someone who like when I used to play like you know like 14, 15, like I I wasn't the best. Yeah. But like I was pretty good at timing when to go through the legs, when to when to pull off those kind of moves. And my thing I always loved to do was I always loved to do what someone wasn't expecting. Yeah. So if I'm coming down the boards and like you're coming straight at me, you're gonna think like I'm gonna go like this or I'm gonna go through the legs like this. I would just like like literally just shoot it off the boards back to myself and do like <laughs> ridiculous stuff sometimes. But it is gonna be really interesting with like these button deeks basically is what we're calling them, yeah. I guess. Because 
I, I again, I haven't really seen the controller layouts. I know there's some tweets out there about them and stuff, but it basically is like your buttons are gonna be your deeks. Everything else is the same. And then on, I think, what was the other? It's, it's Total Controller, is it Legacy? I forget what the other uh, one's called. Stick, but it's so it's, it's the one we currently play. Yeah. So for me personally, like I don't really protect the puck. Mm. So like, A, I, I rarely use it, right? So yeah. for me to have those options to just quickly go bam and then pull off a move like that, that's gonna be a little bit interesting. I think timing's gonna be important too. I think another thing, which I'll kind of just touch on because it's kind of related to like new controls, I guess, is gonna be for defensemen for hitting. Oh yeah, because that's, that's going to yeah. be a big one. Where if someone's going to be, if you're, if it's easier for you to pull off that deke, and I'm able to just do a little tap of right thumb stick up and shove and kind of knock you over, I feel like that won't make them too overpowered because I'll be able to just kind of quickly just kind of like nudge. I don't know right. if it's a nudge or anything like that. I know you played the game a little bit, so if you could give a little caveat into like yeah. how it feels or how it felt when you played, I think that'd be you know we get an idea. Yeah, I, I love that because you know um, because they've changed the protect button functionality or protect puck functionality to now with the R stick, um, I've noticed that protecting the puck in general is far more difficult. And they also have the new physics-based contact. So now you have more control in terms of the direction, style, and strength of body checks you can dish out. And Dave, you're somebody that loves the body check. So I, you know, they've improved the hitting system because now it's, it's, it's kind of on the same level of stick checking. I feel like people abuse stick checking over the last couple of years, my, myself in particular. Um, but now it's going to force players to take advantage of the new physics-based contact. Dave, I want to hear your perspective. Why, over the years, have you preferred body checks, even though, at least in my opinion, it might have not been as effective as stick checking, but you have your reasons for it. And then NHL 24 now kind of elevated body check to a whole new level to really put players in, uh, in an advantageous spot for offense. So one thing I like is like just checking people, taking a guy out of the play, might fatigue the guy a bit, especially with truculence the past two years. Um, like this year in specific, I hit a guy, he's down for like, I have this brief power play for like 15 seconds um, to get an easy counterattack rush at that point. We'll see how the new system is. I want, because from what it sounds like, at least in theory, is if you're charging hits, it might be a little harder to make contact, but when you do, it'll be something similar to that. So I'll try to play around with it both ways, see what seems more effective, at least off the start, and just take it from there. I think that's going to be super interesting, too. I always relate to World of Talent. I apologize. But, like, for me as a defenseman, I was always, like, my teammates always calling me on my poke check timing. Because I was always, like, right. someone come down the wing, and, I, like, literally I'm just, like, okay, get lost. Bye. Like, it's gone. And it's just <laughs> with silver, stick them up. Like, even gold, it takes it to another level. But I have to admit, kind of similar to what uh, Dave said, there's times where I'm just, like, I can poke check here. I want to knock you out of the play. Like, I get that, like, defensive defenseman, like, I just want to hit you, take you down, have you sit there so my guys get an odd man rush. And I think that's going to be really good when it comes to, like, actual defensive play is because you're going to be able to have this option now, like, okay, I can poke check, I can shrug, which doesn't take as much work mm -hmm. as a poke check. And, I, again, it, we have to see on the timing and stuff, but if it's able to just quickly, like, like half a second or something like that, that's going to be effective. And then if I want to charge up the big hit as well, even as a you know um, elite edges puck moving defenseman, I can still do that. I don't need truculence. And does that lead to less truculence? Does that lead to truculence having something extra that's going to completely disrupt the game? I mean, hey, we'll find out. Yeah, no, these are really good questions. And and you know what? The other thing too is like with physics-based contact now, with like you know increased abilities to to bump. 
Uh, it's also a risk-reward system, kind of like stick checking, because if you're careless with stick checking, you get called on like tripping penalties, right? It's the same thing with hitting now. So if you mistime your bump, like your guy really gets out of position. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's it's like a you know it's 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 like being smart with it. It's a risk-reward system. So I, I'm really happy. I, I think it's going to bring a lot of like interesting dynamics between players. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. And then obviously we also have vision passing. Which, I mean, we don't have icon player switching yet, but we have vision passing, which is really good. What are your thoughts on vision passing? Um, so, from what it sounds like, definitely could be easier because I know we've all gone through it. I meant to pass to this guy. It goes yeah. to guy on the other side of the ice. Um, cost me a big goal in GWC this year. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm all for having that. Um, especially if there's two guys in the same lane and one's, like, cut in a different way. Yeah. You can specify that now. So, Definitely think it's great for the game. Um, just a matter to see how it is, because from what it sounds like, it's not always the position specific, and That's the right. buttons might change. So my first thought is, will it be like skill gap wise, like reading and reacting to what the button layout is and who you're going to? But then we'll see how it plays That's out. That's a really good question. It's it's going to be interesting too, I think, because I can't tell you the short time I would play hut, like five times a game, I was like, that was to that guy. That was to that guy. Even ESHL, like probably 10 times or 15 times yeah. a game because there's more humans involved. It's like, that was for blue. That was for yellow. That was for green. It happens so much. And like, I, I hope this changes it. And it sounds like it will. It's going to be interesting to see how the passing X factors and abilities kind of affect that as well. But great caveat. We're on great segues today, Sophia. I'm just going to point that out. This is a great segue into, I mean, okay, it's not perfect crossplay. I'm going to say that yeah. right now. I play other games where it's like, it doesn't matter what console you're on, I can get you in. The thing that's kind of funny is like when I play Warzone with my friend who has an Xbox One, I get into the lobby and I'm like 30 seconds like running around before <laughs> he gets in just because he's on an Xbox One. But guys, we have cross, we have cross play. We, let's talk about the bigger one though. Cross platform marketplace and HUT. Mm -hmm. How badly did the community need this to hear? They, they needed it badly, but I have to be honest, and Dave knows this, I'm really bad at team building and, and like reading the market, but I know that the marketplace in HUD is very important in terms of like availability and like market prices and all that, and it's it's been a feature that's been requested for a couple of years now, so I'm glad that it's it's finally in the game, so I think it's, it's uh, cross-market, cross-platform marketplace for same generation consoles, if I'm not mistaken, so that would be PS5 and Xbox Series S and X and PS4 and Xbox One. Um, so I think it's great for the community. I wish we had a combined leaderboard system as well in HUD. You yeah. know, that would have really elevated the, the experience because now if you're playing HUD champs, um, you might not want to play somebody from the other console if you're not affecting each other's leaderboard, you know, so. Yeah. yeah. What do you think though, Dave? Like, I, I know, you know, you build your HUD teams and stuff like that. Maybe you're not as big of a team builder as Saphir, but like, are you excited about the availability of cards that's hopefully going to be there and stuff? Or? Yeah, so this past year, I played on Xbox One for GWC and HUD and just the first hand, so um, I was working a lot with your boy Frank and Uninstall, who were both on PS4, and I'd be looking for like one of the 99 cards I was getting. Uh, Xbox One had maybe one pop-up a week. They had six at least up at all times, so knowing that that's not gonna be an issue is definitely good. Um, definitely moving more towards it, but definitely need a leaderboard, and then the other thing is eventually we'll need games to not be server-based, yes. be peer-to-peer -peer yeah. on it. That's going to be a big step forward. And I think it's funny. So Saphir's got the gameplay of HUT. I got the team building side of HUT because that's actually the part of the game that I really love and I really love doing. It's like, you know, building the right teams, kind of finding the right mix of stuff and like that. 
I personally loved, and I, I don't think it will ever come back, I loved NHL 14's chemistry system. Because it actually made, it had an extra layer of like, okay, right. I want to have oh, playmaker, right. sniper, yeah, yeah, yeah. grinder, all this kind of stuff. You have to get the team change in the background, stuff like that. Small things like that I love about it. I think it's going to be great though for Hut because there's so, like even for me, I did I did like a brief Hut Champs run where I think I went like five and six or something like that, which I hate. You know what? Don't do play <laughs> I'll take it. But it's going to be great because when I'm actually looking for cards on the market, not just those big 99, but when I'm looking for like, that one base card to complete the Montreal Canadiens to get the team builder. There's ideally going to be a couple more out there on the market, but also there's going to be more people like interested in your cards, so your cards are going to sell faster and all that kind of stuff, which is going to be huge for HUD, I think. I might, I might dabble a little bit more into HUD this year now as a result of that. And obviously, um, HUD and World of Chell have cross-play as well, and this was like, I think this is the biggest thing. Finally, for World of Chell especially, being able to just play with anyone you want to play with it doesn't have to be a PlayStation team versus an Xbox team. You can kind of interact with that. I know that's going to be big for the World of Chell content creator community. People like Carpeg, Terrio, they're super just like it was. You're very hammered because like I remember so many times I'd go into Terrio's stream and I'm like, "Are you on Xbox?" Today? He's like, "No." I'm like, "Okay, sorry, I can't play with you." Whereas now, like, I could just go in there and just yeah. be like, "Hey, you want to rip some shell?" And like, we can play some shell. I don't know. I don't know if you are Dave, but are, even if you're not a big World of Chell fan, just you know, on the Hut side, how big is this crossplay going to be for just like you know? shortening server or game times and stuff like that and are you kind of intrigued to see how the quote-unquote like mix of like players going across consoles is going to be yeah definitely good for the game uh the one thing i'm interested in so like um one thing we've always said both consoles have a little bit of a gameplay difference mm -hmm. and this year it was very noticeable in hut that xbox guys had an advantage over playstation guys so We'll see if that's carrying over again, and if guys are on the same team, if they notice it too. I'm not sure if they'll add another layer to it or if that'll uh, just kind of be consistent or whatnot. Yeah, you bring up a really good point because honestly, like for players who who have played on both consoles, like it's it's very noticeable these differences. Like the visually, the game looks a lot cleaner on PS5, and, and I think it, it looked pretty good on Xbox One this year. But at least on Xbox Series S, it, I don't know. There's there's something there that that didn't seem right. Um, and then the gameplay wise, so I played hot on both consoles. Um, on Xbox, I had less input delay on the same server. Like generally, the game was a lot quicker. My players felt a, a bit more agile too. So I think there were those differences there. So today's point, I'm really curious how, you know, if, if the games actually play the same in NHL 24. And if it does, that's great because especially when I'm thinking about competitive 6v6 in esports tournaments, I'm really excited for the PlayStation guys, you know, for the ones who've never played on Xbox. This is their opportunity now to finally compete in these tournaments. So I hope that the game is consistent across consoles because, you know, this is huge for, for that side of the community. It's going to be really good. I'm very curious to see what um, tournament organizers and stuff like League Gaming do now. Yeah. Because how's LG going to work? Because it's probably going to be cross con or you have both teams mixing now. So it's yeah. probably just going to be not... LG CHL PlayStation. It's probably just going to be one LG CHL. So that's going to be a left topper. Who knows? Maybe I may not even get bid on now. We'll, we'll see. But <laughs> yeah, you're done. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I'm retired. Back to Hut we go. Do you guys think, like, I, I, I'd say this is pretty, obviously we have to see how crossplay feels, but would you say this is a pretty solid base? Do you think there's room for improvement? Is there anything missing? Here? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I, I think Dave touched on, on a really big one. We need to go away from server-based hot friendlies for crossplay, mm -hmm. um, especially if the NHL Gaming World Championship is going to continue having cross-console competition. 
um, because obviously playing at a server disadvantage or ping disadvantage is not fair, right? So yeah. uh, I think there's opportunities to improve in that. And then also, like, I would love to see crossplay in versus. Um, because yeah. you do have versus tournaments too, like the Boat Shot Challenge. I mean, sure, you can have, you know, like an all PlayStation bracket, all Xbox bracket. Um, but if you want to have players compete against each other across console, like it's just great all around. Like the more crossplay you have, like you pointed out, there's entertainment value there for content creators and on Twitch as well. So uh, those are a couple of things. I feel like I had one more in my mind, and I can't. Oh yeah, combined leaderboard system and hunt. Yeah, that was something. Dave, crucial. anything else you thinking of, or did Severe kind of nail all the nails down? Yeah, he kind of nailed it. I mean, like last year, for example, um, I'm actually installing GWC, and I'm on Xbox. He's on PlayStation. Say so there's a little bit advantage there, and. We also matched on QC, so I'm on 21 ping, he's on 45. Like, it's just competitive nature. Like, it's either I think we need to go peer-to-peer, -peer, or if it's not an option, then maybe do, like, a split. Yeah. yeah. Just for GWC, at least, until we could figure it out. Yeah. That would I, be I know it happened with a couple guys, so. Yeah. I, I'm not 100% sure, so don't quote me if I'm wrong on this, but I believe we were on peer-to-peer, -peer and the community asked for server base. I don't know what NHL they moved to server base, but they moved to server base, and it's just funny now everyone's like, no, 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 bring back peer-to-peer. -peer. Well, so it was server based because there's IP booting. Yeah. But every year for GWC, when you go and play a friend, that was still peer-to-peer -peer for those matches, okay. so there wasn't an advantage. But for like for champs and rivals and that, yeah. it, it, we moved to servers. I, w I would love to know like like what the rationale was like I get it for for world of chow um, Maybe because they already have the tech there So it's just like an easy thing to transfer over to HUD like I'm really curious But peer-to-peer -peer would definitely go a long way. Yeah, HUD. that's gonna be an interesting one um, We'll talk about a shorter topic now, but something that I'm just super excited about I've been I wrote an article on this I've talked about yeah. this on <laughs> podcast we have hot moments now in NHL and I, I literally wrote a whole article about how EA needs to implement this kind of game mode. And I actually had an EA developer um, who I think was like kind of like one of the big components in getting hot moments. He actually was like, um, I tweeted about it, and uh, or he tweeted about it, and I replied to him. And I said, I wrote an article. He's like, can I read it? And I was like, sure. So I sent him a link, that. and he's like, love this. I can't wait to hear your thoughts on you know how we can make it better and stuff like that. So overall, what are your guys' kind of like? I know it's a smaller game mode change. It's we don't know if there's anything else being added or not yet. That has been confirmed. We have to wait for the deep dives. Yeah. But just based off of that game mode being added to Hut, are you like, are you, would you give it a W? Would you give it a small W? Are you excited to play it? Like, how are you? How are you guys kind of feeling about it? Yeah. So I, I know it was first in the game in NHL 13, so it's being brought back. I, I think it's really exciting. So not that I played moments back then, but I think MLB has something similar where you're playing those moments, and like I genuinely enjoy them. Um, the thing with MLB is that I think you can use like whatever rewards you get towards like a much bigger reward, like maybe yeah. like a player set. Yeah. So if it's something like that in EA NHL 24, that would be awesome because it gives like more meaning to, to the mode mm -hmm. itself. But if not, like I can definitely see myself still playing it because I think it'd be cool to re revisit some like big moments. Um, don't mean to make fun of myself as a Leafs fan, but like, hey, that Game 7 collapse against Boston Bruins might be a fan favorite for, for Bruins fans. <laughs> Not that I'm going to yeah. play it, but... <laughs> Recreate it. So if yeah. it was like, skip, skip, skip. <laughs> no, I'm yeah, I'm skipping that one. What do you think, Dave? Yeah, definitely something interesting to add in. Uh, I'll definitely give it a shot. Just we'll see rewards-based if it's yeah. worth to keep going throughout the year. Yeah. But definitely something that... I'll take a peek at it early on and get a feel for it. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting to see how they go with it because I can see it going one of two ways. And I think one is potentially good depending on how the rewards are and one is really good. So the one that's kind of good is like if they're just like, I think in NHL 13 you got like 250 coins for doing a moment, which is like, right. okay. Now if they do something like that, but up the coin value, so like if you get 1,000 coins or 1,500 coins, 
like again, that's not a lot, but you play like ten moments in a row, and again, those moments hopefully aren't that long. Especially early on when you're building yeah. your team. That's fifteen k. That's getting you like, or like at launch a game, an eighty four, an eighty five, maybe a really good eighty three. Like that's kind of where I'm like, okay, like if it's a little bit more of a coin bump, that'll be worth it. Um, and then the other one you mentioned is the MLB The Show way, which is like there's a program and within the mm -hmm. program there's moments you play to gain progress. Yeah. So they always have like a monthly player of the month and you can play moments from all the players who receive like nomination cards. So like if Vladimir Guerrero Jr. got one and like it's like recreate a home run with him or like Ellie De La Cruz hit for a cycle in his like first game or something or I can't remember what it was but they're like recreate like his final at bat. But I think the tricky thing is in those moments, it's like, okay, get two hits with Vladdy. If I get two hits in the first two at-bats, it's over. I don't right, have to play yeah. the rest of it. And I think that's the thing that EA is going to have to do with this is if it's like, hey, you know, get eight shots on goal with Kale McCarr, score his first goal. If I have to get eight shots, like, that's that's okay. Like, I can kind of make it work. But, like, if it's, like, complete the game, oh, those, are th those are the <laughs> ones that, and, like, we all start laughing. I'm sure anyone listening or watching can relate to that. Those are the ones where it's just killer and you just find yeah. the best way to rag the puck and there'll be videos coming out on it. So I really hope with this moments mode that they make it like you scored the goal, you just got your eight shot, moment over. Press A to go to the next one or even just go back to the main menu. I think that's kind of like, because we want to shorten the amount of time we're like playing, like I don't want to call it pointless minutes, but like I think you guys both know what I'm talking about when you're just sitting there kind of. Well, that's, that's something that I know has been a thing with squad battles because it's what you need to win by five and get 20 shots. Yeah. And I'll literally be streaming on Twitch. I have that hit, and then I'll get a couple pointers. Like, if you go at this dot or turn this way, then it's just kind that's of right. just sitting out the period. Yeah. I'm playing like an indie game or something. Yeah, and it's hard with squad battles because I, I play FIFA a lot too. And FIFA, like, it's basically identical. Mm -hmm. It's like the exact same, like, it's custom teams, it's the same thing. Um, I know No Sleeves has mentioned a really good idea of doing like some sort of like road to the Stanley Cup championship mode in there where it's like you play like a mini season of like, you know, like 10 to 15 games and then you play the playoffs or something like that. And then depending on what difficulty you're on, you get rewards like that's mm -hmm. something I can get behind. That's something I'd actually grind for. And I think the frustrating thing with squad battles is like I think in the last four NHLs, there's one where I was like, I'm grinding all 40 games. because I didn't want to play online. I got so fed up with online. <laughs> I grinded all 40 games. I got max max points in every single game, and I still didn't get top 100. Because nice. it matters how quickly you get it to, and I think that's the frustrating part of it all. In my opinion, there should not be a leaderboard for an offline mode like that. Yeah. Because like you said, it's kind of luck-based. Like You can max out your points, but mm -hmm. if you're not playing as high overall teams or as many of them as somebody else, then... Mm -hmm. When 21 came out, I said I was going to play it until I got top 20. And in two months, I got 21 three times, so oh I just my. gave up. Oh, that's frustrating. Because those, those reward differences are pretty huge. Too. And, I mean, I don't mind that, but if we're going to have that, I think we need something for rivals, too. I know that's been a big thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree. Would you, would you guys want a leaderboard system in rivals? Curious. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm terrible at the game, but, like, I, I, I like going up and being like, hey, that last game I got smoked. Oh, that guy was way below me. I'm terrible. Or like, oh, that guy was way out. Like, I think that's a big component of just hut and like, I guess you kind of haven't world which I'm not really though. But like, that's that's a big component that's missing yeah. for me. Well, think about back in the day, like when we played 13 and 14. Like everyone talks about like the versus leaderboards meant something. Like everyone funny, wanted yeah. it for the bragging rights oh, and yeah. all that, and to get that because I know what it used to be called in hut in like 19 and 20. Was it online seasons we oh, had? Right, yeah. Yeah. But there was a yeah, leaderboard for that. And I know people cared more about that than champs even. Like if we get right. 
if we can just get like something for rivals, I think that'll have a lot more people like keeping an eye on it and yeah. being on more and stuff. That's true. That's why even like the mobile competitor seasons well received. I mean, in addition to the rewards, there's something like chance where you're competing for placement, right? So anytime mm -hmm. you have like a leaderboard system, like yeah, and man, that that old versus leaderboard system was was really good. If yeah. you if you were at the top, you're at a point where if you lose one game, you need to win like 25 to get back. It that was, was the most. It, it was stressful. Oh, Those games were stressful once you were up there. Yeah, Rahel, man, I remember like <laughs> again, this is me like 14 years old or 15 years old. You know, like if I'm not at school or if it's the weekend, I'm like grinding these versus games, and I go on like on a long winning streak, like nine, ten games. So I'm like, okay, this is great. I just you know I went from like rank nine to like eight or seven or whatever. Then I lose one game. All that for nothing, dude. I drop back to like rank 12, and I'm like, all right, let's do it all over again. I don't yeah. know. It, it kept me hooked. So mm -hmm. it, it, yeah, it's 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 interesting. I mean, like you said, like even the way you guys like you match up with him, and you knew in NHL 14 yeah. that this is a top player. I think that's kind of what Chell's missing right now. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, if it's implemented in Hut down the road and stuff like that. Based off of what I'm seeing with Hut so far, like usually I'm very bad at like at the beginning of the year. I'll do a pack opening stream. I'll spend like 200 bucks, 150 bucks, and rip a bunch of packs. I don't. I, I, I want to do it again this year because it does look a little bit better, but I think I'm going to wait for the deep dive, and I think a lot of people are going to wait yeah. for it. Um, but like the only other thing I can think of that I'm really like looking forward to kind of in NHL 24 is just the, the feel of like total control because that's kind of the theme I think we've been getting to here. Yes, absolutely, and you know, I have played the game. Obviously, it's no secret that a game changer has played the game by now, but, um, <laughs> but I, I love the surprise tweets on Twitter, by the way, like, oh, like, what is this about? Hey, anyway. it's content. <laughs> <laughs> it is content, I love it, I love it. Um, but yeah, no, so skill stick and total control. It's interesting, because like, some people will say they'll stick to skill stick, but to me, it's kind of like, well, they already changed the puck protect functionality to R anyway, and total controls make certain things easier, like the deeks. So I'm personally going with total control, so I'm really curious as well to see like what other players do. Dave, do you have an idea of what you might do? So what's total control? So total control, yeah, so the, the, like the biggest thing with that is like making deeks like easier. Like you can do a Michigan pressing triangle. You just have to time it. <laughs> yeah, okay. I love so that reaction. <laughs> yeah. I'll need to see what that's about, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see how buttons work with that. Because we'll that was see. what, NHL 06, it used to be that concept. The, like you press square right, yeah. and you were able to do like hit the puck up in the air and then be able to hit it. But yeah. we'll see. We'll see if it's something similar. To and that. that's exactly why I'm going to be going to Total Control is because of that <laughs> NHL 06 nostalgia kind of vibe. For me, I always remember this. Um, you can like you know how you can adjust sliders like in like play now. I would always adjust the human to 100, like everything, speed and everything. I'd give Saku Koivu the puck in NHL 06, and I always tried to just burn down this side, come out through the legs, like the through the leg shot kind of thing. That was my favorite thing. And like, it's going to be, I understand why like some of the more competitive side is like, hey, listen, like we don't want it to be easier to do that kind of stuff. I've seen Carpig's tweets. He's the Michigan guy and he's, yes. he's frustrated. But for... For me, who's like not a casual but not a competitive player, I, I haven't hit a Michigan in Chell. Like, I don't know when it came into Chell. I haven't hit a Michigan. I'd like to hit a Michigan for once. And if the button helps me hit the Michigan, you know what? I'm going to take whatever helps me hit the Michigan. That's I've, just me. I've never hit the Michigan, but this might be my year. Yeah, this is the year. Everyone, Michigan's going to become like scoring like a uh, like cut in wrister from like NHL like 18 or something. Remember when those were OP? Just cut in the middle, shoot far side. But listen, guys, I mean, hey, is there anything else you kind of like thinking about with Chell, with 24, that you're kind of like 
curious to see, you're most looking forward to? Just give me your kind of like wrap up thoughts, so to speak. Two things, because I had one more comment about total controls. Um, if there's one big um, benefit or pro to it is, is accessibility. Yeah. Um, so I think that's great. I think they might still have to tweak it because I think the passing system is still a little bit too complicated for, you know, think about the players who played on hybrid NHL 94 controls, especially if they have like, you know, some sort of like a physical disability. I think for some of those players, I know because I've seen the tweets, pressing X was a lot easier for them than like pressing a trigger. Yeah. Uh, but generally speaking, total controls provides this accessibility, you know, like you said, like just pressing triangle to do Michigan. Like we've never, s I, I guess we have, you know, in some other games. yeah. So it's, it's great in that sense. Um, and two, I'm excited um, for social social sharing. Um, just like being able to quickly share my hot team, for example, on Twitter as opposed to taking screenshots on my phone. So I'm excited for that, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think for me, the sharing thing's gonna be really cool. I like that it's different for each platform. So like TikTok is gonna, my hot team's gonna look different if I share it than on Twitter. Yeah. And it like formats differently and does some things different, which is gonna be really cool. I think the thing for me I'm most excited for is just crossplay. Because right. NHL is, I believe when I looked this up, it was like the seventh most popular video game sports franchise. I think like UFC and something else were behind it, or a couple others were behind it. So like we, we are a niche community when it comes to gaming, right? And we just found a way to like, again, it may be broken at the start, it may take some time, it's EA, I wouldn't be that surprised. Although, speaking with the developers, Gwenny and I got the chance to, there's some pretty awesome dudes. Uh, I think it was Mike and Chris we spoke to. Oh, yes. They yes. were great dudes, and I'll, I'll be honest, I'm optimistic. Right. But, like, just being able to kind of connect our community closer, and, like, you know, competitive play is obviously good. But, like, for those things where, like, if I'm streaming, and, like, you guys both pop my stream, and you're like, hey, let's play, it's not like, oh, I got to go put on my PlayStation, or, oh, I can't play with you. It's like, if anyone comes into a content creator stream or YouTube video, you can actually just play with anyone now, basically, if it's World of Chell. Yeah. I know with Hot, you kind of can't, you kind of can match up at least a little bit better now. I think, was there a crossplay in Hot before or no? Last year? Uh, crossplay in Hot, yeah, the, the yeah. server based matchups. Yeah, yeah. so it, it's kind of the same there, but the World of Chell part I think is going to be really fun. So, I mean, hey, and we also got a battle pass in the store now. So that'll, that'll be interesting to see how that goes. I, I know a lot of people are like, Oh, it's like EA wants more money, and it's like, guys, you can just play the game and get it for yeah. free. Like, I've, I've literally, there was one point in Fortnite where I think eight seasons in a row I didn't pay for the Battle Pass because I got it to max and I just got all the points to keep yeah. going and stuff like that. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see. Dave, what are your kind of final thoughts on what you're looking forward to? Yeah, the one thing, uh, I saw there was a picture of, like, some of the, like, loading screens in that, and I saw Eichel has gold unstoppable force. If he has a hut card, X Factor hut card with that, that's the first guy I'm getting. So definitely be excited to try that out. I remember when I first started playing 23 and everyone was talking about Eichel, and I'm just like, no, like it's no. This guy's <laughs> not good. And then I put Jack Eichel on my team, and I became like a Jack Eichel super fan. That card was insane. You know what? I'm gonna end off on like a question for you guys because that's kind of just sparked it. What's your all-time favorite hut card? Oh, that's a great. Question. 22 Victor Hedman with gold one T. That was it all. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, that makes yeah, sense, I guess. I felt more comfortable scoring a point from, shot from the point with him than I was on a breakaway or a backdoor. Like, there were times yeah. where the backdoor was wide open. I think he just went up top and just ripped it with him. Ripped it with him. It was automatic. For me, I'm going to go, I'm going to go way back, and, like, a lot of the 14 people are going to appreciate this. NHL 14, base Darren Helm. That card was so fast. Yeah. End of the year, full team of the year, milestones, everything. My fourth line center was always Darren Helm. <laughs> that guy was insane. I'll, I'll mention an underrated card, um, just in general, Johnny Gaudreau. Um, yeah. So underrated. Very small, but like he's so quick, and like you, you can be really sneaky with him. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. One more thing came to mind I'm excited to see is 
Um, they've incorporated the past two or three years custom strides with players. I don't know if they're going to add any more, but like McDavid, McKinnon, Eichel specifically, those three in the hut, like I feel like you get a little boost with it. And my friends I play threes with, we like use their strides and it's like noticeable there. And I know all the world of Chell guys, like top sixes guys have that, that one specific one. So I'm curious yeah. if, because I think Panarin has one, Svechnikov. I don't know if there's any more, but I'm curious to see if they like I think expand on a bit. I feel like Eichel may have them. Eichel, yeah. McKinnon, McDavid, Panarin, Svech were like bye-bye. Yeah, yeah. right. I don't know if there's any more past that. Yeah, what's interesting too is, I, we keep saying what's interesting, we keep like just continuing the conversation <laughs> here. Um, I, I did remember the when EA tweeted that like eight-minute interview with the devs, mm -hmm. they mentioned, and I don't know what the wording is, but something about like open capture, some, something where it would basically allow them to capture like way way more unique player strides and stuff like that and i think it's something similar to what like fifa and mlb have again don't quote me on this but i know with fifa there's like different like running styles or there's different trade styles based off of like players i think in even 2k you can pick your dunk like you're like do i want to be like demar DeRozan, Vince Carter? like you can customize like your actual things like that and with this open again i don't know what the word is we'll call it just like capture system like that would be sick if I could customize even just my world of child player. But like looking at hot cards, it's like, okay, this guy's got like an Ovechkin like shot. I kind of want, I like the way he shoots with that. I'm going to stick with that. That would be just like completely customized explosion. Anytime we have customization tools, I think that's great for the game. So yeah, I totally agree. And I think, uh, I think that's it for us guys. So, uh, However, it's yeah, oh, never mind. <laughs> I forgot about it. Okay, I'll, I'll let Sapir take over. I'll yeah, so every time we have an American guest, we have, um, I mean, it says 100% pure maple syrup, so I think it's it's legitimate. I checked the ingredients on the back. There's one ingredient, and it says maple syrup. <laughs> I think this is maple This is maple syrup, guys. Fantastic. Well, Dave, on behalf of Rahil and I, here is your 100% pure maple syrup. Welcome to Canada. Thank you. Yeah, excited to try it. Awesome. Now, now I can end off. Yes. There we go. <laughs> On behalf of Safir and I and Dave, guys, thank you so much for watching this episode of the NHL Podcast. Have a good day, and we'll see you next time.